I am a descendant of the most misnatic house in Jewish annals. I was born into the house, into the Besara, into the house of the rabbis, scholar, which traces its origin to the Lozhen and the Vilna Goyen. And I am a great, great grandson of the Chaim the most outstanding disciple of the Goyen of Vilna, who was the chief opponent and adversary of Chassidus in general, and Chabad in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the controversy, I may say not, it was not only controversy, it was a struggle, a bitter struggle, between the Goyen and the Alten Rebbe's He knew very little of general Hasidus, of Ukrainian Hasidus. But he apparently saw danger in the Chabad movement, which began to invade Lithuania and White Russia, the stronghold of Misnagdis. You know all I mean, even though perhaps it's out of context to mention it, and Yad Kislev, the Dakar of Yule, a year before his death, for a first time to eternity, has condemned and excommunicated the Hasidic movement, particularly the Chabad, in the most, in the strictest terms. You all, I don't know, of course, Chabad Hasidic know and Jena in Islam know that the Goyal refused to meet with the Balatani. The legend, I don't know how Hasidic, I mean, the version which was adopted by Chassid, but I can tell you the version which was adopted by Misnagdi. <laughs> the legend, and it might be a true, true history or a true story which corresponded to fact. The legend tells us that Alta Rebbe, the Chayyim of Rocho, came to Vilna accompanied by his Mechutin, of course it was not a Mechutin that time, but later it became his Mechutin, even though he had been told, he had been informed ahead of time that the Gaon will not receive him, and that will not be welcome in the cloise where the Gaon studied. He did, however, regardless of the of the anticipated unpleasant reception which awaited him come, as I said, accompanied by his colleague, comrade in arms, and particularly, I mean, his Haber since the days of the Mesrit Shamadid. As a matter of fact, Yad Kisra Hiba Yad of the Mesrit Shamadid. I know about it, there's a great deal about Chabad. I'm a clandestine Chabadnik. Because I, even though I am a member of the Snagdik family, I, I studied as a young child under a Chabad teacher, the Lamed, 
לפרפקט היא כבר דיסנדנט הפרלטני הזה, חייבים לבוא לכם, בפרפקטיין כאילו היסברג. אני טרייתי טרום תמיד, חסידוס אז מה Yes, so together all these mechudim, and comrade in arms, and fellow preacher of Hasidus, and champion of, of the Hasidus Balshante, the Yitzhak Badichler, presented themselves, both presented themselves, in the Besamedrash of the Goyen, and began to climb the staircase leading to the attic where the Goyen studied day and night. The gown, upon sensing that somebody is trying to intrude upon him, <coughs> frightened to the very marrow of his bones, locked the door and barricaded himself. The Balatanya, Rabbi Yitzhak knocked on the door and asked permission to enter. They begged the going of the They called him the Chosila, basically Yuri was known not as the Gornadzele, but the Chosila. The Kloiz, I mean, the Smedrash, where he died, the Smedrash where he studied, was known as Yuri as the Chosila Kloiz, not the Gornadzele Kloiz. The Chosila Yuri, they said to him, we implore you, please open the door. We want to prove to you the unfounded charges that were made against us. But going, however, that's what the legend tells us, put the crack in the door and saw the handsome inspiring, spellbinding and fascinating countenance of Italian. It's one of the finest countenances and faces I've ever seen in my life. And the story that we was when he was in prison in Petersburg in leading if I'm not mistaken, rain I believe. The leading artist painter of Russia, the leading artist painter was it. I believe his name was Rain, if I'm not mistaken. Painted him. Painted him. The spot at top. And that's what we have at the time. I mean, if you have seen the picture of the time, the Chaim of is actually the true, true portrait of him because it was painted by an outstanding artist. Artist, I mean, without the time, I mean, protested against. And the story is that without the knowledge of the time, he succeeded in, in painting his portrait. And he saw the spellbinding, fascinating face of the Tanya, his exceptionally big forehead, his rounded out corners, and the deeply set, sparkling eyes, and the patriarchic beard. And he remarked to himself, I don't know who, 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 who ever heard him say to himself, but this is a story. He remarked to himself, it's too much beauty. There's too much beauty to his face. 
accomplished. There is too much magnetic power in this personality. I'm afraid if I open the door, I will not be able to withstand his charm. I'll yield to him, to his commanding eyes. If I should open the door, I believe he'll walk out with me and inherit, both proclaiming and preaching Habakkuk. And he wants to seduce me, let me free. And the story continues, goes, as the gown fled, indeed, through a window. His old mother helped him, climbed through the window, she put up the ladder, and hid for several months in a small town called Kaidan, near me. The gown escaped from the in order not to meet with, with the Balatanya Zechayel and with his flight from the the great vision of Bia Samashiach has received. The Ukrainian Habakkuk used to say, if the Gaon had opened the door, and the Tanya entered his attic, and they embraced each other, Moshiach would, would have arrived. If these two titans, giants, had met, the Redeemer would have appeared in Vilna and joined them. Of course, I told you before, it is hard now to discriminate between fact and fantasy in the story, between historic truth and legendary. I mean, Dreamings or adornments. Huh. However, my feeling is, and usually I have a story from my father or from my mother, and she told me she had it from my grandfather. Usually the stories which have been on the handed on in Greece, the were more or less, I mean, corresponded more or less to facts. However, my feeling is, and as, I, as much as I could gather, from my conversations with my father, my uncle, and other disciples of Alojan, the salient parts of the story are more or less true. It is true that a girl accompanied by Rabbi Levitz Babichva came to Vilna, they knocked on the door. It's also true that a girl locked the door, barricaded himself, and then finally the door was opened because people made some rough fighting. He didn't answer, and the door was forced in and opened. So the girl was gone through, through the window, and that he spent a couple of months in the garden, being afraid to return to Europe. Perhaps the Balatanya, he will meet And the girl, I mean, saw his face through a crack in the door. He was afraid he would not be able to resist this child. This is the Islamic version. What's your version? I don't know. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a bitter, a ruthless struggle, ruthless, cruel struggle. No pardon was asked and none was given. The gone a year and a half, or not even a year and a half, 
a year and a couple of months, excommunicated, excommunicated condemned, and inconsiderate, basically, found Chabad guilty. And of course, guilty of treachery, apostasy, and events began to unfold posthumously after the Gorilla died with an elemental force and tremendous speed leading to the imprisonment of the Tanjel Zechenovroche on the charges of conspiring with the foreign power Turkey against Russia and training young boys in the skills and the art of revolution. Where the punishment for such crimes was at the turn of the 19th century, I do not have to tell you, it's still a horrible crime in Russia. And as I said before, it was a struggle between two titans, giants, the Sheikh Mubarak Mikolom, having shoulders above the average scholar in Lithuania. The governor was an intellectual giant of legendary fame. His authority in Lithuania was unlimited. He was actually the ruler of Lithuanian and White Russian Jewry. The word by the governor was in order for hundreds and thousands of thousands of Jews. That this titan, this giant, declared the war on another intellectual titan giant, who was, as I said before, head and shoulders above his contemporaries. They both wrestled. Unfortunately, for no reason whatsoever. It was not only a titanic struggle, but it was a very tragic struggle. It was tragic because they concurred in many basic tenets. Very strange. And views. It was tragic because it was not warranted. Since the area of agreement between the Golem and the Tanya was by far larger than that of controversy. The area of concurrence actually was by far larger than that of contradiction. Raphael Mavoshner, we know very well that Raphael Mavoshner, part of course the book was published later, but the Goyen instructed Raphael Mavoshner to write the Nefesh Achayim. Write the Nefesh Achayim specifically to contradict and to refute the Tanya. This was the single objective which he had in mind while writing the book, simply to, to prove that the Tanya's philosophy is wrong, groundless and without any foundation, and that the fundamentals of Chsim, as they have been formulated by the Tanya, are contrary to the basic traditional Jewish view. What happened? something very ironic and very strange. 75% of the ideas expressed in Tanya 
gouvernator is not refuted by the prime manager, but on the contrary, confirmed and accepted. For instance, the sensitive issue which, has ra which, which raged that time about the relationship between Tere and Avedet, between Limnu Tere and Fure, the relationship between study and prayer. Or, for instance, the problem of Yehude Tatoi and Yehude Eloi, to which Vetanya has dedicated vote, and Shah Yehud in his Likute Amorim. God is sustaining the world, God is actually pervading the world, and God transcendent to the world and remote and far from the world. Then the problem of centrality of man in the spiritual hierarchy, who were treated by Rebchaim and by the Tanin Rebchaim Rebchaim in almost identical manner. Of course, you've got to understand there is individuality and uniqueness, <coughs> not only to a face, but also to thought. Two great minds and two exalted, sensitive souls must think differently express themselves differently in two singular ways, each coining his own terms, his own categories, forming his own conceptions. Chazal of all that said, Kishem Shepartifeyem, Shobne Odom, Mishun Ezeem, and Eeb, Karde Ezeem. There are no doubles as far as faces are concerned. There, is, there, are, there cannot be two identical views. Therefore, the casual reader, who just casually reads the Tanya, read, you have to study. He studies the Tanya and studies Nefesh Haim. He isn't used to think that the Nefesh Haim and the Tanya are worlds apart. Yet it is not so. It isn't. The differences and the incongruity are of marginal significance mostly limited, mostly to semantics and terminology. The central motifs are the same. Both when portraying the focal role of Talmudere in our religious life operate with the idea, as I just mentioned, how the Samaskal and Muskal with the Tanya has borrowed from the Rambam, from the Meir Nebuchim, I want you to know that Tanya was perhaps the first thinker who dared to quote the Meirelimut. No one before him there. Rabchaim doesn't do it. But Tanya had the courage to quote the Meirelimut and to say, when he quotes the Rambam, Ardus Amaskus Amusko, Uredaite Iskimu Kolchach Meakabore, he means the Kodavar, the Meishe Kodavar, and actually, this principle of how to samaskilva muscle plays in the Tanya a central role. Also, Rabchai, without mentioning the Rambam, the Mirna also speaks in similar terms.
about the unity of the knower and the known subject. Those are cognizant of the unlimited opportunities confronting them. And both know that men, men's personality, of course, as Rabbi Fogelman says, if he can choose freely, his personality then will transcend the, the angels. And they also knew about tragic fall of man into the abyss of nihility. And both portray man as a part of the universe of creation, of nature, and as a singular being who communes separately with his maker. If you read the Roshes of the, of the Balatanye for Rosh Hashanah in Kippur, particularly Rosh Hashanah Roshes, how the man can, can use a shortcut, I mean, to the rebellion of God. He does not have to approach him through the world, to accuse, to the Bria. But he had a direct approach to the Bria. And exactly the same thing is being expressed by the Nebuchadnezzar. Both knew of the method of Bitla Yesh, which plays such an important central role in the Hasidus of Chabad, and the spiritual sacrifice with which Tfilah is inseparably intertwined. In a word, they lived in the same religious, mystical world, and yet Chabad was denounced and excommunicated by the great teacher, seventh and saint, the God of Europe. The question arises, why? What brought about? What brought it about? There is no doubt, I have no doubt about it, and you will agree with me, that a very significant contribution to the cause of spirit Levores, for certain people it's a cause of spirit Levores, splitting the cloud Israel and dividing the community into two hostile camps, this contribution was made by go-betweens, by troublemakers, slandermongers, ruthless and corrupt people, psychopaths, who find malicious delight in feud and the promotion of hate and bigotry. I don't want to mention names. I know, I remember my childhood years back, I mean, Yad Kislev around us in my in my mind, many memories, I mean, I look up at Yad Kislev with nostalgia because as a child I used to celebrate Yad Kislev because my father was rabbi in, was rabbi in Haslavich. Haslavich was a fortress of Chabad Hasidus. There's an old song, I don't know really know how to sing it. Full Haslavich, Kaili Barich. And of course it says that he, he goes, I mean, he travels back and forth with Haslavich and Barich and doesn't care for the whole world. Which expresses a bit like Yesh. And I must tell you, Hasidus in Haslavich, the Hasidim Haslavich were great Talmud Chachomim, great Yerei Hashem. But Haslavich had a very strange tradition, I'm just interrupting. I'm just getting off the track, but I want to tell you something. Haslavich had a very strange tradition. The whole, the whole, I would say, district, which was not far from Smolensk, 
and the Dnieper was between the Serge and the Dnieper, was on the border separating the White Russia from Russia itself, was populated by Chabad. And Chabad had the, the finest, the finest on the London, in, the, in those communities who were Hasid Chabad, Hasid Ravich. And it's, it's a very, it was, it was a very strange, something very strange was, I mean, I mean, through the attention of historians, all, all communities used to select or elect Hasidic government. You know that the Chabad, the world never called so far, either that or not. Dayan said it, Never the word Rav, Rav, who was only on the reserve for, for the Rebbe. Rav Rebbe said. So all communities around Khoslavich, Monasteries, Petrovich, and Tisleim, and so forth, and so forth, have no, no misnagdishalor for the Echabar Dat or not. Khoslavich was the only town. You know, Khoslavich was the fortress of Khsidis, it was the only town which never has elected the Chabadi as a law, as a Dutch Ramaz. Only Misnat. There was a tradition in Haslavich that a Roth can only be a descendant of Rabchai Ramajna, of the Great Sarah, or a Talmud, a disciple of Ramajna Rishi. 